When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scout's weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's Scout the Game Week. Double Game Week 30, 36 is upcoming with doubles to both Newcastle and Brighton. To discuss all of this, I'm joined by FPL TT. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. It's nice to nice to be on, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. So we're currently um, the Real Madrid versus Manchester City game is ongoing, and if you and if the audience happens to hear side commentary, it's because of that. Uh, it's currently halftime though, but the game is about to kick off soon. And I must say, delighted to have you on. I've heard a lot uh, from previous uh, guests on the pod as well uh, about you, and I think it's a perfect time because you're a Newcastle fan. Newcastle are the topic this week as well. So it will be good to get your insight. But before we do that, um, this is the first time I've got you on the show. So I would like to ask you, how did you get into FPL? And if there was one thing to take away from this season, what would it be? Mm, good question. So I've been playing FPL for quite a long time now. This is my 16th season playing the game. So I started playing when I was 12, 11 or 12. So you can probably guess my age from that um but i joined the twitter community about four or five years ago now and that's when i kind of really started to take the game a lot more seriously um so i've had some i've had some good finishes um i've managed to to keep within the top 50k in the last five seasons which has been good so trying to stay consistent and this season's been difficult um i'm doing okay i'm sat around 70k but kind of just want to finished as high as possible now um so yeah fpl has has always come from a love of football uh i i'm a big newcastle united fan um if you've if you followed my account so yeah that kind of spurred the love of football and the the strategy of fpl is what really got me into the game and haven't really looked back since since i started playing so yeah that that's really how i got into fantasy football and just kind of a little bit of background uh, of me playing the game. Um, you asked about what's the biggest lesson yeah. Yeah. I've learned this season. Oh God, where do I start? I feel like I've, I feel like a lot of us have made um, maybe some, some interesting decisions or mistakes. And I think the one probably I'd say the most is I know we, you know, we hate, you know, potentially the aspect of the game, but going against Holland sometimes in, in game weeks has been an absolute killer for me. And I think what's cost me this season is just trying to be a little bit too clever sometimes with captaincy. So as good as, you know, some other options are, the 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 enigma that is Haaland yeah. is just too hard to go against this season. And I think I'm I'm kind of done <laughs> doing that. But maybe for the last few game weeks we'll we'll go with some other punts and definitely this game week yep, gives exactly. us a good opportunity yeah. to go for a differential captain. So yeah, that uh, going against Haaland, I remember it, game week nine, Captain Salah, he went and scored a hat-trick against United. I was like, <laughs> my downfall started there and it's been a very tough, yeah, tough season climbing back up. But yeah, he is crazy. But we'll see. This will probably be one of the few weeks, I guess, to go differential before he takes the armband again next week, game, game week. But we'll discuss that later. All right, let's start off with Newcastle. Um, I went and checked the reverse fixture of the upcoming games, and both the games were nil-nil draws. Didn't think about this before I removed Botman, but here we are. But we are probably expecting goals this time in both the fixtures, given how the teams have changed since last facing each other. And the big question at the moment seems to be about Isak or Wilson or both. Where do you stand on that? And do you expect both to start the upcoming game? Mm, I think this is a, a big question on everyone's lips. And I think especially the last few game weeks, it's become even harder 
to predict um just with the fact that Wilson is just on fire at the moment um eight goals in April I think was the most of any player in the month so you know he's really given Eddie Howe a, a big decision now up front and they're both very different players so Isak came in once he came back from injury he he managed to find some form so technically he's he's brilliant he he offers something that that Wilson doesn't he can hold the ball up he can dribble past players he's he's got all those aspects of his game but there's something about Callum Wilson that is so different to Isak the fact that he's a he's a very old school number 9 he he's positioning and he plays he plays off the last man off the center backs and he causes absolute havoc so both of them are very different and I follow all the press conferences and all the pre-match interviews for Eddie Howe, and I always kind of listen out for for little nuggets. And he doesn't give too much away, but the main gist of of what he's saying and kind of generally his thought process for the team selection is, of course, it's dependent on the opponent and where we've seen Wilson start on both occasions. Uh, apart from last week, was one against West Ham during the midweek who is his favourite opponent. So I think that partly played into it and it gave an opportunity for Isaac to rest. And the other game was also a midweek game against Everton, who is his second favourite opponent. So both these both these fixtures gave Howe an opportunity to to not only rest Wilson, um, to rest Isaac, but give, you know, Wilson the opportunity to play against two teams that he likes to play against. And, you know, some people probably aren't all about the, oh, you know, certain players like playing against other players, like playing in certain fixtures. But, you know, for, for Wilson especially, like, this is a thing. Like, so that kind of played into his decision-making. I still think Isak is firmly first choice. Mm. I think technically he's just a level above Wilson right now, but it's very hard to ignore the current form of Wilson. Um, and the last game was very interesting because that was the first time this season that he'd started with both in the starting eleven. But Eddie Howe did say that it wasn't by choice. If he had a choice, that if Sean Longstaff was fit, I don't think he would have made that decision. And his hand was kind of forced to to play both together because the wingers currently are out of form. Gordon, Almiron, they're not playing very well at the moment. And Isak naturally drifts out wide. So he can offer that that style of play out on the left and, and Wilson can play through the middle. So I think the Sean Longstaff injury actually plays a big factor into whether both will start or whether one will start or the other. So I'm not sure where the Sean Longstaff injury stands. Um, I think he had another scan. So they think potentially he might not actually be ready for the double game week. So we might actually see both of them start again I don't think they particularly played well together from the start. Um, but if that's the case and Longstaff's still injured, then he might actually play both together. But I still think Isak's first choice. Yeah, fair enough. Because Isak has the ability to play both left and also central. That's why I guess. And minutes probably favour him more. And we've it was because it was very interesting because like we've seen Callum Wilson come off the bench with Isaac moving to the left and Callum Wilson just bags goals and Isaac still manages to get like an assist or something. It was but in that game it didn't really work out. Now I guess you could say Arsenal tough opposition, so maybe the the, the team you're coming to face is not the same. Maybe Leeds probably offer more chances and will probably if they concede one might open floodgates might open and you might get more goals on a counter or something. Um, but if let's say we get the the rumors that there might be an early team news, and we've seen some team news being released before, um, like the usual hour mark for Newcastle. If both were starting, would you go for both? Oh, it's a good question. Yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> a lot of people are also debating this. So currently, I'm tripled up on the double defense mm. and. Isaac and I have been tempted to switch but I think after last game seeing that it didn't quite work out so well I don't know if Eddie Howe would do that again um, and I was very surprised he actually started with both against Arsenal and like I said I think his hand was a little bit forced into that decision so I'm not so confident both will start against Leeds um, 
and the fact that so Maximan was on the bench and he came off and played, that also gives him another option on the left. So we might see some Maximan come in. Personally, I think just because the rotation risk of both players, I personally wouldn't go for both at the moment, even though the upside is there. Um, I think there's just too much of a minutes risk unless you're really looking for a differential to go for it. You're probably looking at about 100, 120 minutes from both players, which is okay, I think, for a double game week. But then when you're comparing that to the minutes of a, maybe a 90-minute nailed single game week player, are you really gaining that much more if you're potentially taking a hit to get that second Newcastle striker in? So for me, I personally wouldn't go for both. Yeah. Um, and I'm happy to kind of stick with Isaac at the moment. So I think you just stick with the striker that you have. Um but maybe if you have two free transfers, that might be a move that you look at. Yeah, fair enough. For me, I'm still kind of chasing, chasing mini leagues and whatnot. And everyone just made a move to Isaac. And now it's, I've also got Isaac, but I moved Botman out thinking of trying to get this upside chasing. Um, and now this is where I'm like in a situation where I have Watkins and he kind of needs to go. So I'm wondering whether Wilson will start or not. So that's something I'm still considering. Um, but like, if in the event Wilson did, st- because I still feel like that that Leeds game is the money fixture because the Brighton game will be much more tough for points, most likely. If Wilson was to start and Isaac was benched, would that sway your mind? Or yeah, I think if we if we, actually the the one benefit we've got is it's the early kickoff yes. at the start of that game week, so potentially we might get some early team news. Um, and if we do find out that Wilson is starting, I definitely think you should go for it. He'll probably get 60 to 70 minutes mm. in that game. Um, but if we are chasing the game where we have seen them both play together is, yeah. is in those situations. Um, and he, you know, he brings them both on to try and get the goals to win the game. So you might actually see, you know, if we are struggling against Leeds, that both will play together and Wilson might get the full 90 minutes. So, yeah, there's definitely the opportunity there if we do get some some extra information that Wilson is playing that you can really push for that move. Mm. And, and Watkins to Wilson sounds like a great move in, in your situation there, right? Fair enough. Okay, um, if you had to pick your top three Newcastle options, who would it be? Oh, that's a really good question. I think Trippier is just an absolute lock. Um, for me, I don't know if we'll get onto the topic of captaincy, but right now... later, but not I, now, yeah. <laughs> but right now, I think he's up there as, as one of the options. Nailed 90 minutes. I know we haven't kept clean sheets of late, um, but I think Hal will be looking to change that for sure because we've kind of gone with a from a defensive first mindset and I think he'll look to get back to that to mm-hmm. make sure we can really push for Champions League. So I'm... Trippier, I think, just has to be a must. Um, second, definitely one of the attackers. One of Isak or Wilson. For me, probably Isak, because like I said, I still think he's first choice. For the third, I think, honestly, you could go anywhere. Um, the defensive options, and again, like I touched on, we haven't been great defensively, but I think there's at least one clean sheet in there. So Fabian Cher stands out, I think, out the defensive assets he's got. So much attacking potential, both from set pieces and open play. He, he's given the freedom to bring the ball out of defence and he can pick a pass. He's got a brilliant eye for a pass and we've seen it with some of the assists that he's picked up. So he would be my standout pick from defence. If I was really looking at differential, Joe Linton, I think, is the one from the midfielders. Um, he's not very, He hasn't performed very well as a midfielder, but when he's played out wide, he's been brilliant. Um, and I think that's where the points will come. If we know he's playing as the as the wide um, as the wide left um, attacker, then he would be my pick. I think I'd probably prefer him over the defender, to be honest. Because, like you said, I think Leeds is is the fixture there that there's potentially some points. So I would say, yeah, Trippier, Isak, and then Joe Linton just as the third. But I would, I really think Fabian Schett is a great pick as well. Yeah, fair enough. Because uh, that kind of follows up with my next question because I was going to ask if there were any punts that managers wanted to take from Newcastle, who would you recommend? And before the long stuff injury, I think Joel Linton was clearly on my mind for like like the third best option just because I didn't have Definitely. Uh, Fabian Share, And if I had 
Shah over Botman, I might have not taken Shah off because of the option, uh, like more route to points, I think, compared to Botman. But Joe Linton, without, like, when Longstaff was playing, he was further left, taking that left wing spot. Then you obviously had that one striker situation only. And he was getting goals as well, so really good option. Now, again, this will depend on Longstaff and whether he's fit or not. And if he is fit, then I'm honestly, I don't mind Joe Linton instead of, uh, let's say, even a Wilson, to be honest. Yeah, I can, I'm completely there with you. And it's it's crazy to think that Sean Longstaff is the key to yeah. a lot of these decisions. Um, but him coming back into the team, exactly like you said, will mean that we'll play most likely Joe Linton out wide and him and Willock, another one who I think is a brilliant punt as well. All these midfielders get so many chances that just the kind of style and the way we build up play, it's catered towards those three, those two wide midfielders especially. So Longstaff, Willock, who usually get on the end of chances because we kind of build up on the wings and then they try and pick out a pass at the back post. And that'll usually be the respective wide midfielder, that being Willock, Longstaff or Joe Linton, um, who will be on the end of that. So there's definitely scope there um, if they're all fit yeah. for that to work out as a punt. Um, so Maximan's also a really interesting one. Um, if, that, if Longstaff is injured, then I think he might be preferred as the option out wide. So if you're really looking for a for a differential punt, um, I think he could get the start against Leeds if we get that information. All right, fair enough. Okay, let's move over to Brighton. Now, the double consists of two away games, and on paper, both seem pretty tough ones. Uh, and they also just got beat 5-1 by Everton, uh, with Solimarch getting injured in the process. For those who have Solimarch, would a straight swap to another Brighton midfielder make sense? Or should they look to go to maybe another single gimmick player who may or may not have a double in 37? This is keeping in mind that the Brighton's next double also includes City in 37. Yeah, so I'm one of those very unfortunate Solly March owners. And I don't know about you, I'm, uh, I think <laughs> I'm very stubborn. So moving to another Brighton midfielder would just be conceding defeat. To accept, you know, McAllister was maybe the better pick. Um, But I think logically it makes a lot of sense. McAllister, even though he's playing deeper, he's still picking up great um, spaces inside the box. He's on penalties. Like Brighton pick up a lot of penalties. I think most of his points have come from penalties. Mm. So we know that option is always there. Um, There's not much of a price difference between the two players. So if you can't afford it, I think that's a very logical move. The only thing I guess we'd say, like you said, Ryan, you know, we've got double game weeks in both 36 and 37 and they're tough doubles. So on paper, it it looks great. Four fixtures in two games, but the spacing between those games, you know, we're only looking at two or three dates in between. So realistically, you know, all these players will get a rest at some point. At best, I think we're probably looking at three out of the four starts. And if that, we might only see limited minutes in those starts. So on paper, it probably looks like a good move. But given the fixtures, like you said, you know, definitely a single game weaker might be a better way to go. And I think one of the Arsenal midfielders um, looks like a great option now. Martinelli, I think people are looking at Odegaard. They've got some good fixtures coming up as well. And these players are basically nailed. Um for at least 75, 85 minutes in every game. Arsenal, arguably one of the best attacking teams in the league. So there's definitely good single game week options you can opt for um, against the Brighton mid. But I think if you don't own either Matoma or McAllister, one of those moves from Solly March also makes a lot of sense. I don't know where you stand on that. No, I agree. Uh, because... The we've seen Deserbi rotate quite rec- like uh, more. He's been rotating more quite recently, and there was comments about like tiredness and trying to keep the squad fresh as well. So maybe that plays a part. Um, now we've seen recently like a lot of March getting arrested, Toma got arrested, McAllister got arrested. So I won't be surprised if there's a bit more rotation as well. This coming double and also the double next as well. Now. The I guess the other point is if players want to go in that certain price bracket, right? If they want to like look for that cheap 5.5 to even 6 because Martinelli and Odegaard slightly bit more pricier, then it's probably in that... I, I guess then you make the switch to a sideways move 
uh, on a Brighton player because I can't really think of any other double gimmick player you'll have in that specific price range. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other option is like we touched on maybe another Newcastle midfielder. But again, mm. I think these guys are priced maybe slightly more yeah. um, than what a straight swap would be. So, yeah, I think it would be really difficult. So, yeah, I think the Brighton mid makes a lot of sense. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Any thoughts on like Pascal Gross? Because I've seen him also mentioned. Yeah, Gross is interesting. I think, it, again, it just depends where he plays. Yeah. If he's playing right back, he's, he's probably not as attractive, but as one of those maybe um, more deeper-lying midfielders, he gets a little bit more involved in the play. Uh, he's always on set pieces as well. Um, so he's got that route to points. I don't think it's a bad option, but I think when McAllister and Gross are pretty similarly priced, you'd probably favour McAllister if you don't own him. Mm. I quite like the look of Venciso as well. Mm. Um, he should definitely get a couple starts, I think, just with the injuries and like you mentioned, the the rotation that's required just to keep the squad fresh. So, you know, he's he will occupy one of the forward spots. Um, he always looks very lively. Yeah when he's played um, he's got a good shot on him as well so I like Enciso as a punt uh, I'm not sure if Buonanotte is down as a midfielder in the game um, but again he's another one that we've seen play recently as well so there's options there but at the same time I think listing out all these players says to you that it's mm. very unlikely <laughs> exactly uh, the the main players that we get they've got so many options now they've got Undav they've got Ferguson as well back there's so many options in those attacking spots. So, yeah, uh, like I think, like we touched on, yep. there's there's definitely going to be rotation regardless yep. of who you pick. Yep, fair enough. Uh, that kind of like goes on to my like sim- uh, question in terms of punt. Um, I do, the NCC one, I owned him in the last double as well on a free hit. I was really happy with his returns mm. in that one. And because he's a bit more younger, I feel like he can play both games because of that. Uh, and we've seen him take that like striker spot because Brighton's striker spot isn't really fully certain. The other punt, now I know they got hammered 5-1, but Evan Ferguson, when he was on the pitch, looked pretty solid, was getting all the chances. And if we can get both games a bit more minutes, it would be a decent punt as well, uh, to be honest. But again, a punt, another punt, to be honest. Yeah. I think Welbeck didn't look great as well in the last game so he's probably favoring one of Undav or Ferguson I'm not sure what happened to Ferguson I guess he maybe picked up an injury yeah injury and um, then so he's that's right so he's hopefully coming back into fitness now but he looks really sharp I agree he had some good chances I think Pickford made a really good save um, from one of the shots that he had so yeah a big fan of Evan Ferguson I think he kind of brings that attack together as well he's a, he's a focal point and he's always you know, he's always in the box where you want him to be um, to score goals. So I really like that punt as well. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah, and you mentioned uh, Buonanotte and he is listed as a 4.5 million midfielder. So I guess oh, you wow. could go there. So he's cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Where, do you, where are you on the Brighton defence? So I own Estupinen um, and I'm kind of happy with that. Uh, I don't own Steel. I did go... T- on my free hit for dunk and steal, and then a stupid and decided to get an attacking return. Uh, but um, for this double and the double after, I'm not really convinced by double Brighton defense. They do tend to concede to me, to be honest, most games anyways. Although when you compare it to maybe, especially in like goal, if you compare it to the other goalkeeper options, I feel like uh, Steel potentially could get extra points because of that Southampton fixture. That might be a clean sheet fixture, but then we've seen Southampton, regardless of who they're playing, this, they're very attacking. So they could pick up a, a goal or two here. Uh, and then you're like, is there any upside in Brighton defense? I feel like not at the moment. They will, I feel like yeah. the, your upside is in the attack mostly. No, I completely agree. Is that, is that Southampton fixture in the 37 double? Yes, in the 37 double. Yeah. So, I mean... This game week, you know, they're playing Arsenal and Newcastle. Yeah, there's no so clean sheet here. It's not looking yeah. great for the clean sheets, right? So I'm looking at my team. I'm very tempted to not even start a Stupinan this week Ooh. and opt for one of the single game week defenders. I see a lot of people are benching the likes of Trent Shaw this week. So 
someone like Trent, you know, could very easily come away with a double digit return and outscore all the Brighton defenders. So for me, I think I'm actually probably swaying that way. I mm. might bench both March and Estupinan and just back the single game wickers this week. Fair enough. I, the one the one credit I will get to Estupinan is, and this is when I was on the free hitters when I didn't, I didn't have him, and he goes through goal. He just gets oh, attacking yeah. opportunities, which is which is annoying and frightening because he, he doesn't really put it away as well, but he does get into those spots, which is what you kind of want from your fullback. Um, FPL wise but I wouldn't I would still try and start someone like a Trent if possible because he's, he's also looking as threatening and could potentially haul if not outscore majority of double gaming players this week to be honest no I completely agree and now I think about it sure at centre back yeah it's not as appealing as sure at left back yes so, that's true that like I would you agree mentioned, Estupinan, yeah Estupinan like you said he's you know, he's almost playing as like another winger with Matoma. So the opportunity for attacking returns is there. Um, I guess his matchup on that side will be against Trippier in the yeah. in the Newcastle game and then likewise against Ben White. So you've got two pretty solid defenders there, yeah. but I still think Brighton are a good enough attacking team that they'll definitely create chances um, in both those games. So if, if a Stupinan came away with attacking returns, I don't think. Yeah, anyone well. would be surprised. I feel like that is a like the Shaw versus Estupinan uh, comparison is a bit more like you can take that risk a bit because the yeah. I feel like if you were to calculate like expected points like the the gap like even Shaw's Shaw's high might potentially be nine points assuming they keep a clean sheet and three bonus because yeah. of, when he's in centre back yep. he does rack up bonus quite a lot so it's nine points Estupinan let's say even if he was to play two games four points minimum there then you kind of hoping for an attacking return. So you're looking at a, maybe a five-point difference at the moment, which is a, still a pretty big margin at this point of the game. But I think it's a risk that you can take. No, potentially. I, I completely agree. And th- this is also assuming that Man United will keep a clean sheet and which they're is, coming yeah, off the back of yeah. two horrible results. So defensively, they have their own problems. Um, so... Yeah, I I'm with you now. I've come, now we've talked through <laughs> it. Um, maybe I'm <laughs> I might reverse my decision on that one. Okay, Ho- hopefully it pays off. Anyways, <laughs> we'll see. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Let's see. Okay, uh, let's move over to some of the single game week teams who have doubles in 37 as well. So let's start with City. Uh, so the first leg is still uh, ongoing, um, and Real Madrid are still leading one nil. So what? Now let's assume this game. Uh, I don't want to assume, but let's assume it stays in a very close game. 1-0 to Real Madrid or even 1-1, let's say, for example. Or even, let's say, City somehow come back and score 2-1. We don't know how it's going to pan out. But do we expect rotation then in the Everton game? Yeah, I think 100%. This is now it. Well, I say this is now it. Like, how many times have City been in this position? Mm. And, you know, they've... They just haven't quite made that final step to get all the way. And you just know all the players, Pep, are just hungry to win the Champions League. So as much as the league is, they're in such a good position, they need to make sure they keep pushing in that. They've, you know, we know they've got a good enough squad Mm. to comfortably rotate a lot of those first team players um, to still do what they need to do to win the league. So this team that we're seeing right now playing against Real Madrid will probably be the team that he'd want to keep fresh, uh, regardless of the result um, against Real Madrid today. We saw what happened last season, right? Real Madrid scored two goals in yeah. the 90th minute and they got knocked out. So he can't afford to rotate regardless of whatever the result is. So someone like Mares is someone I punted on last week. I yeah. think he looks great now for Premier League. Um, he's, he's not favoured, I think, in the first team, but for rotation, he's perfect. For this kind of games, like, Everton, the games that he'd want to maybe rest the likes of Grealish. You might something cre- <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but I will see. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it could be a great pun uh, for those. Wow. Yeah, we take a moment of wow. <laughs> silence to wow. appreciate Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> Big game, Ken. I know. Again. Wow. Speaking of the man, I think... I wish I could afford him. I He's know. just... These are the kind of games you want him for. Absolutely incredible. Um, 
That's yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a coincidence, right? We're talking about Manchester City, and then he comes out and pulls this. But yeah, there um, you go. Anyways, going back to uh, like you said, Maris, I do agree because he 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 doesn't seem to be favored in the Champions League squad at the moment, and the game against Everton could be a pretty good one. And he's kind of like a streaky player as well, so tends to um get points when he's like on form. So I think good punt to have. Um, Alvarez might be another one as well, probably. Uh, because he's not starting this game as well, so could potentially be another player to punt on. Apart from that, the others, I'm not really sure. I went for Ake and unfortunately got injured. I'm hoping that injury isn't That's too really serious, yeah. to be honest. Um, so I, I'll still potentially start him, hoping that he will probably be fit. It's very hard to say. Um, but apart from that, I'm not sure where else they're going to go because a lot of the other players are very rotation-heavy uh, and don't also offer much upside if you're going to like anyone else, most likely. No, exactly. I mean, I went for Edison. That has gone horribly so far. And even now we've seen Ortega play the game and mm. he was more than capable. So Pep could easily say, you know, look, let's just give everyone a rest and, and just let these guys play, right? So yeah. even the likes of Edison isn't even nailed anymore, which is, is crazy to say. Um, so defensively, yeah, I I wouldn't go there. I mm. think the punts will be an attack. Foden's probably another one. He's he's not favoured in this Champions League team just because he hasn't played too much. But Premier League, we know what you know what Foden's capable of. I think of all of them, he's probably I'd say my favourite pick. Yeah, of the enough. attackers. Yep. Just because we know what yeah, he's exactly. what he can do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. True. 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 Uh, so if that le- leads me to my next question easily. Uh, if you had to pick between Grealish, Mahrez and Foden for the double in 37, where are you currently leaning towards? Oh, well, you have Mahrez already, so... But let's say you I've got Mahrez, yeah, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> let's say you I will have. back Mahrez, but yeah. if I could pick again and if I had the money, I think definitely I'd go for Foden. Okay, fair I enough. think Foden just offers... Mahrez, the, in the system that they play, I know naturally Foden and Mahrez are kind of the wide players, but I think Mahrez tends to to stick more to his position out wide and we see Foden drift in a little bit mm. more. So I think there's scope for those attacking returns there. Yep. Um, one's a really interesting one too. Mm. Uh, I know he wasn't of the three that you said, but those inside midfielders, again, yep. always the one that pick up those pockets, the likes of Bernardo, Gundogan, Alvarez, I think another one, um, if he plays that position. So, I think any one of those is a great punt too. But out of the three that you said, I'd pick Foden. Yeah. I think Grealish is probably bottom. Yeah, fair enough. Of Gre- that list, just because we're expecting him yeah. to be rested for the Champions League games. Yeah, no, but then in 37, there won't be any Champions League game. What would that case? Ah, okay. So then, yeah, exactly. If you've got Grealish, then yeah. probably an easy hold, I yeah, think. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But I like the punts yeah, of all yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um... All right, let's move over to United, currently struggling for goals, uh, and that's having an impact on the defence being under more pressure as well. This is the first midweek rest that they have got since September, and maybe that might help the team. Very hard to say. Uh, but with top four at risk, what are your current thoughts on United assets for the double in 37 and also the upcoming fixture against Wolves? Yeah, Man United is one I haven't really tripled up on a lot yeah. this season, and I think that's the move I'm targeting, I think, just because it's a double. Um, United really now need the points. So I'm hoping we see a different side of Man United to what we've seen in the last few game weeks. I think those who went early on the triple up are probably sitting on Shaw, Bruno and and Rashford. And I think if you're on that triple up, it's pretty convenient to stay there. Um, The one I'm probably looking at is Anthony, I think. I can't quite get to Bruno, but, you know, Anthony's always involved in in the play whether you know he he's quite selfish in the respect that he likes a shot which is always good for FPL um so he's got that streakiness about him there's there's a you know he'll come away from a game maybe not having played very well but he could very easily come away with a goal and two assists if if United are on form and I think the fact that a lot I think three of the last get four games Man United have her at home um really bodes well for a Man United triple up I think they're so much better at home than they are away from home. So I'm really, I'm really liking the idea of tripling up with another attacking, uh, another attacking option 
whether that be maybe Martial or uh, an Anthony, or if you can afford, <laughs> don't go Martial. <laughs> you can tell me. You can tell yeah. me about Martial. Um, but yeah, if you can afford Bruno, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think he's really due a big haul um, for those who've got him. So I can't quite get to him, but yeah, definitely Bruno. I think is the standout there. Alongside yeah. Rashford, of course. I think minutes plus Bruno is probably the safest pick. Um, Anthony, yeah. you've seen him play about seventy minutes, get subbed off, but I don't mind that too much because he, for me, he would be fourth. I would say fourth or fifth option because I'm thinking another defender potentially could uh, be higher up there. Now, okay, for me, I think Shaw, Bruno, and Rashford are the three safest picks generally because of minutes and positions that they can occupy then it's probably dalot however I've, this is something i kept in mind is like he's always had he's always had a situation where he could potentially get a game of rest potentially and we've seen it in the last game now he could most likely play the next two because um next two as in no the next three right? because the fixtures that he's going to come up against like the the wingers he's going to come up against aren't as tricky which would require one Bissaka to really start, compared to maybe the Brighton one where we knew that against Mitoma he was most likely going to start. Um, but having said that, I still one, still think one Bissaka would get one game in one of those next three at least. Um, so yeah. which means Dalot could potentially play all three. But then the only problem I have is with Maguire still in the squad, he will maybe start one game somewhere. And then in that specific situation, I'm not sure whether Luke Shaw will move to the left or whether Luke Shaw will get a rest. Ch- high chances are that Luke Shaw potentially moves to the left or Lindelof gets a rest and Maguire starts on that right spot. Um, with, so I'm still uncertain, but I think Dalot will probably be my fourth choice pick at the moment just because I feel like he'll most likely get the most minutes. Price also is pretty good. After that, I would go Anthony. Um, I wouldn't really go Martial because we've seen Ten Hag rotate him a bit more now. Uh, obviously, keeping in mind that his injury situations can occur, so because that he's this thing, but he's still probably our only proper forward in the club. So mm-hmm. if yeah. we do look better when he's playing, because he does, even though he's not scoring at the moment, he does link up play better than uh, Weghorst to anyone in the attacking lineup. To be honest, so it's a yeah. punt, but wouldn't really recommend. To be honest, would you? Minutes. What do you think about one of the more deeper midfielders, Ericsson? Casemiro, if if you're struggling for money, do you think uh, any of those are potentially an option? Like then, we've seen Casemiro. Uh, Casemiro, a probably season. Casemiro, because uh, yeah. some, because you would think it'd be Ericsson, but Ericsson doesn't really get onto the goal scoring part. He's mostly assisting, but Casemiro we've seen get on the end of like crosses and whatnot. So I would probably more towards Casemiro, and also because of minutes again, Casemiro pr- probably plays more games than Ericsson. Ericsson might get a rest. Sabitzer could come in. It could come in, so yeah. that's the thing. Probably uh, sure. Casemiro in that spot, yeah. But I'm not okay, too confident cool. at the moment. <laughs> Being a United supporter, <laughs> because it's not you. Obviously, the home form is a thing, but we haven't played at home recently in some time. I think not too many games, at least. So it's very hard yeah. to say whether that current away form will carry over to home or whether the home form will return back. So yeah, yeah. I mean, from my perspective, I still think United will have enough to get Champions League this season, as well as Liverpool are playing. And I think that will largely be down to the fact that three of these games are at home yeah. and they're both they're all against opposition that don't really have anything to play for anymore. Yeah. So I think that should give United the scope to, to just go for these games. They'll probably be yeah. a little bit more open. We're probably expecting at least maybe two or three goals. So yeah, I think there's a there's a good opportunity to to go for a punt here. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned the defence because it's probably, for my team anyway, more accessible to get to another defender. Mm. But it's not very clear who's who's nailed, I yeah. guess, apart from even Luke Shaw, like you said, is yeah. is probably not even, like, it's not even guaranteed to play pick. all the games. Yeah. Yeah. The most safest pick, that's right. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about someone like Lindelof? Do you think <sighs> Lindelof? He's I, preferred now? I think he's the preferred... Um, player but there has been rumors about Varane coming back although I'm not sure whether that will be in time for game week 38 to be honest I'm not really sure on that um, I still think Lindelof is a preferred player at 4.1 can't really go wrong as well he'll most likely play the double um, but again I just to go back guys because I think Shaw 
just because of the flexibility to play both left back and um, centre back and also still one of our very attacking players and you've seen when United need a goal he starts to get more forward he's on set pieces I still prefer him at the moment but if you can't afford him yep. then I would probably Agreed. go Gallot second start option okay nice yeah yeah um, cool so that's United uh, the final other team that has a double in 37 is Chelsea facing both Manchester clubs away in 37 and Newcastle at home in 38 not the easiest run on paper are you looking at any Chelsea options I can't say I have to be honest. Yeah. I don't. I, I never. I haven't really taken much notice of Chelsea, but you know they they managed to win at the weekend and they mm. scored three goals doing it. So you know maybe this is the the trigger for them to to have a good finish to their season, um, and they might play with a little bit more freedom. Mm. I guess the the big off putting thing is they just have so many options and you just don't know who's going to play any given week, right? It's it still feels very experimental right now. Um, from Frank Lampard so I like the options I like the players I just don't trust them as a team I yeah. don't trust the manager it's there's nothing to say that we should be going for any of these players but yeah. I guess that's prime punt territory right and yeah. at this point of the season why not like you know as someone like a Felix um, he's, his shot volume is ridiculous yeah. so there's always scope there that he could come away with with a few attacking returns, um, I really like Madueka as well. Mm. If he plays, I think he's he's a really he's a really talented. He'll be a good footballer at some point, I'm sure. So there's definitely options there for sure. But I can't say I've looked at any. Yeah, fair enough. Same for my team. It's just too much rotation, and I feel like even the players don't know who's going to start. Yeah. To be honest, exactly. So, yeah. Um, just looking at the chances from Benzema, uh, but yeah. Oh. Uh, it's it's a tough run as well on paper to be honest so probably not looking at it but I'm in a situation with a keeper so let me ask the next question for managers who have let's say a Rhea and Kepa combination and have like a third Brighton spot or third United spot open would one of their keepers be a better move or is there not enough upside uh, in the move for it to pay off yeah that's a tough one I think there's there's always scope to make the move mm. uh, especially now with the United run of fixtures, if I could, if I didn't go to Edison, yeah. I'd probably favour the De Gea move, actually. And I know he's had a lot of stick recently, um, mm. just for recent mistakes, but I still feel like there's confidence from the manager there. So I'm not worried about minutes or him potentially being rotated. Um, and he he does make saves. Yeah. He's, he's a good shot stopper. There's potential there for, for a bigger haul. But keepers are just very unpredictable. Yeah. Um, so it's a very tricky one. Knowing that Kepa's already... If you've got the Rye-Kepa combination, you're going to get the double, most likely, mm. from Kepa. So if you haven't got other fires to put out, maybe that's a move you look at. But I just don't think there's enough upside there Fair enough. Um, to make that move, to be honest. It, like we said, it's United I haven't shown you know, any recent yeah. form to say that they could keep clean sheets. So... I don't think their defence is any more trustworthy than the Chelsea defence yeah, right yeah, now, yep. to be honest. So I would probably stick with Kepa, yep. but if I had to move to one of the other double game with keepers, I'd probably move to De Gea. Yeah, fair enough. Over fair Edison. Enough. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I agree. Because upside isn't too, it's, it isn't too much there. And even though Chelsea's recent form has been poor, I won't be surprised if it's a nil-nil scoreline <laughs> against United. Oh, yeah, so agreed. You might potentially have a clean sheet, but yeah. That is the current status of things uh, in that fixture. But anyways, that's all the doubles. Single game week teams. Are there any teams that maybe interest you um, in that you would like to bring in some of their players even ahead of some of the double game week players? Yeah, I mean, Arsenal is one of them I've touched on. I think they're going to keep pushing to the end of the season, right? Mm. They've got Brighton in this game week. Then they've got Forest away. Yep. Forest, I mean, they had a big win, so... They aren't quite safe yet, but yep. they could potentially be close, right? And then final day of the season, they've got Wolves at home. Yep. And that game in particular, I think they'll want to finish the season on a high. Yep. So I'm really expecting goals in that game. So an Arsenal attacker is one I'm really, really keen on. Um, at some point, I think I will make a move for one of the midfielders. Most likely will be Martinelli. So that's the team I'm really focused on. Otherwise, it'd probably be a Liverpool midfielder, mm. I think. Um, to partner 
if you haven't got a triple up, maybe a Gakpo, a Diaz. Diaz looked really sharp, mm. I think, in the last game. So, yeah, I think Gakpo or Diaz, I really like the look of too. Yep. So I think those are the two teams yep. um, I would favour at the moment. Yeah, I agree. I think those two teams, I can see Liverpool winning all of the games. So I think they will have a good um, set of goals as well. And we see, I think in the next games against Leicester, we've seen what Leicester sleepwalking into relegation at this point to be honest mm. and then you've got final day against Southampton as well might probably be relegated at that point and you could still have the top four race on so Liverpool will want to score goals in that game as well so I think Liverpool good option and then again Arsenal looks like they're not going to give up they're going to keep pushing 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 until the final game just in the hope that even City slip up in one game um, exactly so I think that's also pretty good I'm happy that I kept Martinelli I just need to find a way of starting him over some double gimmick players. So that's the only <laughs> thing, but I think I'll probably go there. Um, but yeah, that's, I think those two teams. Odegaard, I should give another shout out to him as well because he's been racking up points recently. Um, so probably him as another option as well from Arsenal. Um, cool. That's basically it from the games. Uh, captaincy. It's a tough one this week, and I'm expecting this to probably be the final week where we'll be a decent spread of differential captains. Who are you currently thinking of giving the armband to? Mm. So I guess this comes back to the very first question mm. you said, Ryan, about Isak or Wilson. Yep. And I think whichever one you have, yep. you'd probably favour as your captain this week. The Leeds fixture is the scope for the money fixture, like yep. you said. So... We need to keep pushing for points. Um, We need to come back from that Arsenal result. I thought it was actually a very open game. Um, There was plenty of chances there for both teams. And, you know, we could have easily scored a couple of goals ourselves, I think. So I'm not worried about the attacking output falling. Um, I'm still confident Isak is first choice. So I'd probably favour Isak at the moment. But if there was some doubt, like you, like we mentioned, you know, if if we potentially know that Wilson's starting, I might actually make the switch and just captain Trippier. Mm-hmm. Um, the recent, you know, the recent points from Trippier is just not reflective of what he's been this season. Yeah, he's still and I still think he's got a big call. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. he's still creating a lot. He's on so we get so many set pieces. So there's there's real chance for a big haul there. Yeah. I think. Um, so I would be very comfortable captaining Trippier uh, mm. as the second mm. option. So probably favouring either Isak or Wilson, whichever yep. one you have. If I had both, I'd probably prefer Isak yep. and then after that, Trippier. Brighton players, fixture too hard? or Yeah, I think both away games yep. as well. Yep. But Brighton are just very unpredictable. Yeah, if, true. if they scored, you know, if they scored... If they scored two goals against Arsenal, if they scored two goals against Newcastle, no one would be surprised. Yeah, fair enough. It's just the fact of rotation as well. Yep. Um, there's just no one in that team that you could comfortably say will play yep. 180 minutes yeah. true, true, true. from yeah. the attacking options that we're looking at. I think Matoma's probably the one that looks the most secure. So if I did pick an option, it'd probably be Matoma. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think I would touch yeah, the Brighton enough. players yep. for captaincy. I yep. think the Newcastle players are preferred there. What about you? Where are you so, at the moment? For me, uh, because so I already got Isaac and I've got Trippier as well. The, uh, for me, I'm chasing a mini league, and if I and I think there will be a few people who are also chasing mini leagues, some holy mini leagues as well. But the ones I'm chasing already have Isaac as well. And I think they're mm. most likely going to be captain in Isaac. Now, if I do get news that Callum Wilson is starting alongside Isaac, uh, I will then buy Callum Wilson for Watkins and I will put the armband on Callum Wilson. That's yeah. probably... Be- I think that's a very yeah. comfortable decision. Just because I'm chasing a mini league. That's trying yeah. to be different uh, to try and get... Because for me, I'm like... Um, the rank I'm at, I ideally would like to get into top 100k, but I also want to try... but. In the same way, I want to try and um, catch this mini league as well. So if I catch the mini league, I'm most likely getting a top one hundred k as well because the managers I'm chasing. So that's where I'm at. But if Wilson is not starting, then it'll probably be Isaac. Yeah, yeah that. Those I are mean, Isaac is still his his EO is low enough. Yes, exactly. Still, still a difference. Good games yeah. to be made. Yeah, exactly. You're in a situation where in a mini league, it's it's, it's a difficult when you yeah. know. You, 
when you know the opponents yeah. are probably captaining similar players. But I mean, Trippier again could be one that true. You it could, could be at. a good option. It's just that I, one clean sheet, I think, in fifteen games has put me off it. That's the it's one rough. reason. No, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm happy to just have him as a player, um, and just keep it. But captaincy, I feel like I tend to prefer the attackers as well because bonus points tends yeah. to heavily favor them when they get goals as well. So that's one of the reasons. Exactly. So yeah. at the moment, it's between the two Newcastle strikers. After that, I'd probably single game because have we thought about Salah maybe potentially I don't know I mean Haaland is always the one that's there right they've got Everton away that game Everton off the back of a good result they'll probably look to keep going with that but City are just City so if Haaland comes away with a good return in that you wouldn't be surprised agreed that Leicester fixture looks primed uh, for Salah so there's going to be goals in that one too. I think he's a really good option as well. But with the double, I think yeah, fair enough. But most likely to look past. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very hard to look past. Yeah. And I think there's like we said, I'm not expecting high EO from no, Isak no. or Wilson low. captains. Yep, yep. Both will be low, so I think that's really good chance to to make some rank. Yeah, which um, is why I feel players. like this is the last week for spread of differential captains. So 100%. this is where you make your gains, I guess. Um, yeah. Cool. All right, so that's basically it. So before we end, we do have a community question. So I'll bring that up as well. Uh, and it was basically considering... Okay, it's basically captaincy. Considering captaincy, Isaac over Haaland. Uh, this is from Who Treble. Um, and any thoughts? I guess that what we just said answered it, basically. Yep. So hopefully yeah, I, I agree. Um, as reliable as Haaland has been a captaincy option this season, there's every chance again. He yeah. might get a rest in that yeah. game and he prefers Alvarez. Um with the probably more expected minutes from Isak. We've got the double, really good fixture with Leeds away. I'd definitely favour Isak, yeah. I think, as the option and a good chance to gain some rank as well. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. So that's it. Thank you for your time today. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Uh, nothing to plug. Um, but, you know, I'm on Twitter if if you want to follow me on there, FPLTT. So... Yeah. Uh, your Twitter handle will be in the descriptions as well so make sure to follow him and you can follow me on YouTube youtube.com slash footballchatbox and on Twitter as well and obviously the City game looks like it's going to be ending in a draw with three minutes at a time I think but anyways I feel like there's going to be rotation in the Everton fixture given the state of this game to be honest uh, but yep yeah, that's it for this week's Scout the Game Week uh, we'll be back during Double Game Week 36 